Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? We are back. This is episode 16, I think. Yes. I said it with confidence, but I wasn't sure. It's 16. Episode 16, we're rolling. The last few episodes, uh, more listens every week. Got to talk to Alexis and Patty and, and Ed on uh, Saturday. They said they love listening to it, so we, we like hearing that. So if anybody else listens, I know Scott listens, um, anybody Thanks, else out there that's been tuning in, uh, be sure to let us know. We, we like hearing that. So um, episode 16, last week we had the most listens to date, I believe. Um, so we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling. Today's episode is sponsored by Keurig, unofficially, <laughs> unofficially sponsored by Keurig because we got a new one at the gym. We have been down and out for months. Panera's been killing us because they don't open until later now. <laughs> We've been struggling over here with the coffee train, but we are back. We got a red one because it was cheaper than the other ones, but we're in the game. We got a shiny red Keurig, so the energy around here is going to really pick up. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, energy, packing, moving, What's up, man? What's new? How's the packing going? Big weekend coming? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if people have picked up on it, but we're on a, a satellite pod today again because uh, I'm at home packing uh, my apartment and so forth. So uh, prepping to move starting this weekend, if all goes right, and then into next week and so forth. So it's going well. I have more stuff than I thought. Um so that's, that's always how it goes. Yeah. I'm, I, as soon as you move, you'll have even more stuff because everybody will start giving you all their shit. Yeah, like I just, it's, I, I have way more than what I have currently. I will say though, I, Ryan came in clutch with giving me some boxes. So I have a, a Chewy. Chewy and uh, the, the Graco car seat box. Done. Uh, that car seat box. You could fit, you could fit a whole room in that car seat box. Dude, I, I fit so much stuff in there. It was great. Like, my entire bedroom is basically packed up in these two boxes. I was like, oh, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going well. We're getting things going. Uh, setting up utilities and stuff is a pain in the ass. Um, not fun. <laughs> not enjoying that process. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going. The dog is very confused, but par for the course. Going to have that yard, though. Yeah, there's going to be a little yard. little yard. little tiny thing. Dog's going to dog's gonna have the yard so. that's it so it'll be good it'll be good how was uh how was your long ass bike ride um i guess ass is probably a good word to include uh <laughs> it was good man it was tough the whole, whole weekend was tough i um i really i went for it this weekend so my, my swims got longer I, uh saturday uh came in here did a few sessions and then um rode the 75 miles i started at like West Newton on the on the Allegheny Trail there and ended up pretty pretty close to um, Ohio Pow and then turned around and came back but yeah that was pretty rough um, definitely gets uncomfortable on the hands and in the seat um, 
it was good. And then Sunday, Sunday I backed it up, ran a half marathon. It's pretty hot. So I'm working, man. I'm working, trying to trying to chase the dream. So it's a busy weekend. This weekend I'm definitely going to taper it down a little bit, or else I'll probably be in a wheelchair. So yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, I'm going to back it down. So we are, like Tyler said, we are uh, doing a little satellite action here. Tyler's at home. I'm actually posted up in Tyler's chair, formerly my chair in the office. <laughs> um, so I'm reclaiming the throne for this episode. So today we got two topics. We're going to talk about two things. Um, actually, first, before I go any further, I almost forgot. On August 8th, which is not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, we have our second free community outdoor workout. I believe it's at 10 a.m., right? Yes. 10 a.m. outside the club again. Uh, we're going to do another free workout. So members, um, you know, please bring friend, family member, co-worker, whoever you think would benefit from checking out some of our stuff. I don't know that anybody's going to listen to this that's not a member, but if if you're scrolling through Podbean and we look like an interesting podcast to you and you're listening, feel free to come. Um, <laughs> so it's open, open to uh, members and non-members Saturday the 8th at 10 o'clock uh, for Cheswick for Leechburg. They actually have one the next, the next week, the 15th at 9 a.m. So those are coming up, but let's get into it. Two topics today. First one we're going to talk about, something we kind of visited a little bit last week uh, when I talked about uh, we talked about, I guess, um, weighing yourself regularly, and I talked about weight fluctuations and stuff like that. So we're going to spend some time addressing weight fluctuations, why they can kind of wreak havoc on you, um, and what causes them. And then we're going to give a quick and easy tip to alleviate uh, elbow and shoulder discomfort uh, when you're working out. So that's what we have on tap today. The first thing we're going to get into is weight fluctuations. So uh, weight fluctuations can can really uh, mess with people's progress, mess with people's mindset or their enthusiasm, especially when they're trying to lose weight. Um, they can give you some false information. So if you are weighing yourself uh, regularly to, to, to measure your progress, if you haven't um, I know we're going to get into what causes them, but, um, you know, it can cause you to look like you've lost more weight. Like if you haven't eaten as much food or drank as much water, or your body's pretty depleted, or if you just worked out or you were outside sweating a lot and you weigh yourself, um, you could come in lighter than you actually are. And it can kind of give you this false sense of, of weight loss. Um, or more commonly it goes the other way, uh, where it makes your weight appear higher, makes it seem like you're not making any progress, uh, makes it seem like you're, you know, doing all this work, you're trying to eat healthy, you're trying to work out, makes it seem like it's all for naught. So weight fluctuations are uh, probably one of the biggest causes for people getting off track and kind of losing hope and getting discouraged. So why don't we uh, explain to everyone a few ways that, uh, a few things, I guess, that cause weight fluctuations. Yeah, so there are four like main components. Now, obviously, there are tons of others that can kind of go in, but these are the four main ones um, that are kind of generalized for everybody, and then from there, it kind of breaks off. So the four main components that can cause weight fluctuation are going to be food, water, exercise, and sleep. 
and diving into each one. So food-wise, food obviously can throw off our weight in, in, in a few different ways. First thing being uh, if we eat anything that's high sodium and so forth, that will kind of throw it off, and that has correlation with water because that turnaround and causes water retention and things like that. And then the other side to it throwing us off is our food and how it digests in our body. Everybody's digestion process is a little bit different. Um, so depending on how long it takes for something to digest in your body, it's just going to be kind of hanging out and sitting there. And then, you know, adding into the digestion process, you know, going to the bathroom and things like that. Like that all plays a little bit of a role in terms of what weight we're holding on to from our food. Going into water. Like I said, water retention due to sodium and so forth. Now, we can kind of veer off course a little bit there. There can be water retention due to hormonal issues as well. Menopause and thyroid issues are probably the two main ones that I can think of right off the bat. Those can cause water retention and, and you know other fluctuations in our weight as well. Then when we dive into exercise, a lot of people don't realize that exercise is a stressor on the body and when our body has this type of stress it responds with inflammation we are going through we're breaking down muscle tissue we're working our joints you know in different formats in different ways the ligaments everything like that so once we finish and and we finish putting that stress on our body our body wants to recover and one of the first ways of recovery is inflammation going to those different you know, muscle groups or joints or whatever it may be. So after exercising, our weight might be increased a little bit later that evening or the next morning due to just inflammation sitting in the body and, and so forth like that. And that varies depending on how hard of a workout and strenuous of a workout we had, you know, that day prior, etc. Um, so that's where kind of exercise goes in. And there's more there as well. Uh, but then going into sleep, and s we've been talking sleep a lot as of recently with, with people and, and on here, um, but it's just because it's super important. Um, you know, if we have poor sleep, that means we're not giving our body enough time to begin that recovery process, meaning at night when the body is trying to recover and get rid of inflammation and repair the muscles and things like that, if we don't give it enough time to do that stuff, then we wake up with continued inflammation and soreness and things like that, lactic acid, all that kind of stuff. Um, so if we don't get proper recovery, then we have that. Then the other side to it is poor sleep is also a stressor on the body. So then we end up having other like hormonal issues and things like that of water retention, et cetera. So they all kind of begin to start tying together uh, the more you kind of go into it. So those are all possible, relatable and generalized causes of, of weight fluctuation kind of daily that's there. Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to um, think too, like I think some people might hear some of this stuff and be like, you know, kind of minimize how much it can affect your weight. Um, it can be pretty significant. Like you, you, uh, you know, depending on what you're eating, like if you combine a couple of these things, like if you, if you have a meal that if you have extra calories, you have extra carbs, you have extra sodium, you're up later. So you don't get some of the sleep. Um, you know, some of the, all, basically all the things you just listed, like if you combine all those things, like your weight can, can, fluctuate like 
five to ten pounds from day to day. Like, yeah, <laughs> so I, I think sometimes people like, you know, we, we've told people that in the past, like, you know, hey, you're, you're holding on to some extra water. And I think people don't realize how much that really affects you. But like next time you have to like really pee or whatever, you know, weigh yourself before and then weigh yourself after it's pretty significant it's a a lot of weight or like if you go eat a bunch of food like bad food on like a Saturday night weigh yourself and then take a shit (laughs) and then weigh yourself again I guarantee it hey hey, listen it's real Uh, dude I know real man you like there's some people out there dropping a couple pounders you know what I mean yeah it's a a true thing significant significant fluctuations in your weight so if you're gauging your progress like oh, i'm gonna weigh myself every sunday or something like that or whatever the day is and you're like man that scale better go down this week and like you're so like jacked up about what your weight's gonna be this day you're working hard in the gym like you're eating right and, you know you're you're really on it and you're just putting so much stock into what this number on the scale is gonna be on this certain day there's a lot of things that could affect that, but like, it's going to make it seem like you failed or something, but there just might be some other stuff going on. Like Tyler just said, like maybe that night before you went to weigh in, like maybe the night before you had a really hard workout. And then for whatever reason, you didn't sleep that great that night. So you still have some of the inflammation from the workout. You still have some inflammation because you didn't really sleep right. And your body's just stressed. So it's going to hold on to extra water, but you put so much faith into what this number is going to be on a certain day. And then, when you don't hit that number or you're, or you're, you didn't make progress quote unquote on the scale, it's going to stress you out even more because then you feel like you fail. And then it's just like going to be this vicious cycle of like inflammation and water weight and weight fluctuations and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's, it's real, man. It's not like, you know, we, we don't just, yeah, we don't just say that as like, you know, trainers and, and people that are trying to help people with their weight. Like, it's not just something we say to, you know, justify, you know, weight going up or weight going down. Like, it, it's just an actual thing, you know, due to studies and so forth, like, the average weight fluctuation per day, if, like, you're doing everything properly, is five to six pounds. And that's going from, like, morning to evening. Like, your weight can... Yeah differ that much and then like Ryan said if you go in and you turn around and and eat a ton of food because you had leftover calories and then you had a hard workout and then you know whatever else like now your weight can go up even more up closer to that 10 pound mark I've had those days I remember being a a high school wrestler cutting weight all day long finishing up making weight and then just gorging on food for hours and you know I could put on six seven pounds in a matter of like three four hours you know and like it just it's it's very easy to make weight fluctuation happen and so you do have to be conscious of it yeah i mean it's significant so and i think there's a there's a couple things to, to to go with here so the first is i know we were talking about the other day you had the idea if you would like to see us do a video uh kind of weighing ourselves throughout the day and showing you like before and after a meal, uh, before and after whatever else. Um, like if you want to see a video diving in on the weight fluctuations and showing you like real world examples of what our weight does on a, on a, throughout the course of the day, respond to the Facebook post with the link to this podcast and say, 
whatever you want. I don't know. Say something. <laughs> Comment on the post. Comment on the Facebook post uh, with the link to this. We'll probably have it up. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably saw that link. But in case you listen to this through the email or you just subscribe and you get it on the app, go to the uh, members group. Go to the link. Comment that you want to see that, and we'll, we'll put that together so you guys can see what we're talking about in action. You can watch our weight go up and down throughout the day like crazy. Um, so comment on that. And then the other thing, so that's what makes the evil 360 scans that we do so valuable um, because that's going to be a more accurate measure of progress than just the scale because the scale is going to be, you know, more susceptible to these weight fluctuations like that. When we do the e-volt scans, it separates everything into categories. It's not perfect technology. I mean, the best way to get your body fat is like a hydrostatic dunk tank or something. Just cut your body open and see what you're made of, which um, we're obviously not going to do either of those. But Yeah, I don't recommend. So the, yeah, so the e-volt's going to, you know, it's going to break it down. It shows you your water weight. It shows you your body water. It shows you your muscle. It shows you your fat. So we can see, and there's been people where the scale didn't move or the scale actually went up a little bit, but they lost body fat, but they were just, their body water went up, you know, that month because of what, you know, whatever was happening that, that week or the couple of days before of food. So you got to have a better way to measure progress than just weighing yourself all the time is an important uh, takeaway about weight fluctuations, I think. But the other most important takeaway is to just like not, like put so much stock into like the number on the scale. It's good to know. It's good to see. It's good to watch like it change over time and see like what the overall trend is. But you don't want to be like so hard set on hitting a certain number because there's so many factors that that can contribute to it. And it's one thing if like we, we've also had people where like they're not, you know, they're not making progress. They're not working out enough. They're not eating well enough throughout the course of a week. And then when they don't make progress or something, they'll just like blame it on sodium or they'll, they'll like blame it on weight fluctuations <laughs> or something they're like, yeah, just, you know, weights just up a little bit today or something. But yeah, that's a different story. But yeah, I think sure. the two big, two big takeaways are, you know, at least two are make sure you're measuring your progress in a different way than just weighing yourself. Um, it is a good gauge, but it's, it shouldn't be like your end all be all. And then, um, you know, make sure, make sure that you understand that it's a, it's a real, it's a real thing and, and don't put so much, you know, faith in, in that number and everything. So, um, anything else you want to add, uh, about the, about yeah, the so, uh, weight fluctuations? So in, like Ryan was just saying, like find other means of like gauging out progress you know, something that I've been telling people more and more is to focus on biofeedback. So this is looking at how are my hunger levels, how's my sleep been, um, you know, how's my libido or sex drive been, how's uh, my energy been throughout the day, am I waking up feeling tired and sluggish, or am I waking up feeling like I have some energy to get myself started? Um, you know, looking at all those types of things, these kind of like internal things, if you can start seeing change there that's positive, then, you know, you are moving in the right direction and, and so forth. So try to find some of those other things. Try to look in, you know, Google biofeedback and look up all the different, you know, factors that go into it and then pick a few of them and focus on them. You know, not everything needs to be done with the scale. Like just how you feel can be just as powerful and, and beneficial for you. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the first thing you'll notice. Like, you'll notice improvement there um, before you see it on the scale. But you know, not everything has to be like, you know, the evil is probably great, but, um, you know, not everybody wants to do that or pay for that. That's fine. So even something like a measuring tape, yeah, you know, if you measure your, your neck, your arms, your chest, your waist, your legs, you know, you measure all that stuff. Um, sometimes your weight will go up, but that stuff will go down or whatever. So there's other, there's other ways to kind of, and if you stack those together, your weight on the scale plus your measurements, um, then it gives you a little more data and a little more clearer picture and kind of accounts for some of those fluctuations a little bit. So we'll, uh, uh, like I said, we'll probably do that video, but just let us know if that's something you want to see. I think it would be helpful for people to see. So, um, be on the lookout for that. We'll probably we'll probably put that together for you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right. So on to the next topic. So we want to go through a little simple, easy uh, switch you can make uh, with your workouts, with how you do your workouts uh, to kind of alleviate some elbow and shoulder discomfort. So when it comes to lifting weights, those are very those are like two very common areas other than like you know like knees and backs and stuff like that but elbows and shoulders uh definitely wreak some havoc on on people so we are going to get into um kind of a tip for that a quick easy switch you can make to to start improving that like today Uh, and then we'll go through like some some examples of some exercises you can kind of swap out if you do have some pain when you do them so tyler why don't you uh why don't you tell everybody what that little little tip is all right that little tip is a simple thing called rotate your wrists and put them in a neutral position all right so if you turn around and and put your hands out in front of you and you have your palms facing down and you rotate so that your palms are facing each other that is neutral position all right so if you are shoulder pressing or bench pressing with dumbbells you put your hands in neutral position and you move the weight in that formation. That's the tip. Now let's dive into yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, so whenever you're doing, so the most common exercises that are going to mess with people's elbows and shoulders are going to be like bench pressing, shoulder pressing, uh, a lot of tricep extension, skull press, like a lot of tricep exercises are going to mess with the elbows. Same thing with different variations of curls. Um, all that stuff is, is going to mess with both of them. So same thing with machines, you know, shoulder press machines, bench press machines, all that stuff. So whenever you do, and then even for some people with the elbows, if you do like uh, barbell rows a certain way, like yeah, pull ups. Bother you too. So, um, so what that neutral grip does, like whenever you, if you're doing like a regular barbell curl, so your palms are facing up. Um, as soon as you rotate your hands that way, which like as you're listening, you can just kind of do that, like stick your hands straight out in front of you like you're shaking somebody's hand and then just rotate your arms so your palms facing up. As soon as you do that, you're going to feel like some tension like right around your elbow. Um, so as soon as you twist your arm like that, it puts your elbow in, in you know a position it doesn't necessarily want to be in. And then once you add weight to that and you add repetition after repetition after repetition year after year after year to that um those tendons in your elbow start to get a little cranky uh, and a lot of people run into like tennis elbow or um 
you know, I had I had golfer's elbow, which is on the other side. Oh. Um, you know, you start to run into some, some tendonitis and some issues with your elbows as soon as you do that. Same thing with tricep stuff. Like if you're doing push downs and you use like a straight bar and your palms are facing the floor when you do them, same thing. If you stick your hand out in front of you like you're shaking somebody's hand and then you rotate it so that your palm's facing down, same thing. You can feel some, you can feel some pressure in your elbow there. So um, anytime you do that and you put your body in that position over and over again, uh, it can it can really add up over over the years, and then same thing with your shoulders. So if you're doing like a barbell bench press, where to hold the bar, you have to obviously rotate your hands that way. Um, as soon as you do that, it puts your shoulder uh, internally rotated, so it puts a lot of tr- a lot of stress on the joints in your shoulder. Uh, and when you do that over and over and over again, I think if you go to any gym in the history of the world ever. After a set of bench press, you'll undoubtedly see a guy sit up and start like making circles with his shoulder or grabbing his shoulder or something because it was like pinching or didn't feel great on the bench press and then lay back down and do the exact same thing over again and kind of wonder why his shoulder continues to hurt. But um, that's a very common thing. Same thing with shoulder press overhead. Like if, if you're using a bar or even if you're using dumbbells, but you flare your elbows out to the side and you kind of rotate your arms out to the side puts a lot of stress on, on the shoulder joint. So by doing that neutral grip uh, and having your palms facing each other and facing in, uh, when you bench press, that keeps your elbows in a good spot. But then now when you do that, you have to keep your elbows closer to your body, which keeps your shoulders in a better spot. So whether you're bench pressing with dumbbells or shoulder pressing with dumbbells, or even like the shoulder press machine has um, a handle option that's more neutral grip where your palms are facing towards your towards your ears um, it just keeps your joints in a, in a better alignment to where they want to be and where they're supposed to be um, so mainly you're going to want to use dumbbells I mean they make like neutral grip bars that's what I, I have one of those at home where you can still bench press with a bar but you have your hands yeah. uh, facing each other it puts you in a, in a better spot but dumbbells are just as easy to do it with um, and if you do that same thing with curls you know instead of rotating your hands out so that your palms are facing up for a regular curl. You can do what's called a hammer curl where your palms are facing your side and you're kind of doing a, a curl with your thumb kind of leading the way, uh, going straight up. That's going to be a lot safer on your elbows. Uh, same thing if you do any type of tricep push down, keep your keep your hands facing each other with like a rope or, or even, you know, V-handle is okay, but, you know, a rope's going to keep your, your hands in a better spot. Um you're doing like a tricep extension like an overhead extension or like laying on a bench doing like a skull crusher or something like that a lot of people will use like an easy curl bar for that um switching to dumbbells and keeping your hands facing each other is going to be a little bit safer again on the elbows so yeah. um i know i kind of jumped ahead to some exercise substitutions there but um if you have any other any other ones for people or any other any other thoughts on that no, I mean, it, it, it's it's valid points, and that's all coming from, you know, stuff that Ryan and I have talked about before between our own working out and things like that. Like, I've, I have shoulder issues, and so I've had to go through and make some of these adjustments for myself. You know, that's why I don't bench press that often anymore. At least I try not to uh, because of the shoulder issues. And, you know, there's a time and a place for, you know, these actual movements like we're saying hey move to a neutral grip dumbbell bench press there's a time and place that you can still go do a standard barbell bench press that's fine 
But if you're dealing with discomfort in your elbows or shoulders, then, you know, it's time that you, you kind of take a step back and, and make some adjustments for a little bit of time until you have some relief. And then you kind of go back and do, you know, one or two days here and there of actual movements. And that goes for all of this stuff. Like none of this is a, you know, you can never do these, these specific exercises again. Like you can, but we're trying to help you so that you have longevity when you're in the gym and you don't have yeah, so, all of these so most issues. Of those things, like most of those like tendon issues, unless you just like absolutely like tear something, like most of those issues are gonna be built up over time and it's gonna be from like constantly repping the same movement pattern uh, and just putting the same exact stress on there. So yeah, like rotating exercises, like rotating like three weeks out of the month, like Tyler was saying, you might do like the neutral grip dumbbells. And then one week you go back to the barbell if that's something you enjoy. Um, there's nothing magic about a barbell, you know, so if, if that does cause you discomfort. But if you take a little break, like if you currently have shoulder elbow issues and you take a break and switch out all these exercises to neutral grip ones and then spend some time like on some mobility exercises and some stuff like that to actually improve like your posture and the structure like around your shoulder and everything or your elbow and then go back to it, uh, you'll probably notice a, a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I believe that is it. So definitely if you, if you have shoulder, elbow issues, try out some of those exercises. If you need, um, I know some of them might be kind of hard to picture. So if you need some help, if you want us to demonstrate some of those for you, just grab us when you're in the gym. Let us know, hey, my shoulder's bothering me, my elbow's bothering me, and, and we can show you um show you how to make some of those switches but um let us know about that make sure you comment on the post if you want to see that video about weight fluctuations let us know if you listen we like hearing that and uh i think that's all we got for you today right that's it man we will see you next week see you